This is Lessons to Remember. My name is Jacob, and welcome officially to episode one, which is terrifying and exciting and all of that stuff. And mom, I know you're the only one that's listening, so thanks and love you. But this is a place I wanted to create to really uh, put the responsibility on myself to remember key thoughts on creativity and leadership uh, around lessons that I experience uh, in my own professional life, and my personal life, and family, and all of that, because um, it's stuff that I want to stick around for the long term in my brain. Uh, and we all know the best way to do that is to find ways to share it with somebody else, because it's that process of taking an idea, a concept, putting language and uh, logical paths around it so that you have to form it in a way that people understand it. So this process is a way for me to do that. And I'm grateful that you're here. Uh, Just so you know, this first bunch of episodes is going to be pretty focused on uh, what COVID is kind of still teaching us. Uh, because it is going to be a series of lessons that I'm sure all of us are going to hold on to for a long time and probably should because the world will never be the same. Uh, what we do and how we do it in the world will never be the same. And, and so the lessons we take on now really matter. Um, so this first episode, I wanted to talk specifically about the facade of control that I've experienced and that I've had to deal with um, in my professional life and working with the organization that I help lead. Uh, I, I'm on the leadership team for an, a nonprofit called YouthWorks. We've been around for uh, 26 years uh, and have a long history of doing what we do really well. And, and when you're good at what you do and you have that long history behind it, you tend to kind of accept the idea that, you know, if you if you just work hard and keep the pace up, if you think critically and you check all the boxes, that you'll be able to control any outcome. But COVID, right, taught us that working hard, being good at what you do, never really gave us control over the outcomes. There there was always a factor that could come in and disrupt it. The positive returns that we've experienced, uh, the wins over time as an organization, aren't simply the result of how good we are and what we do. It has more to do with our ability to meet the greatest needs of the customer. Um, So when the needs of the customer shift in such monumental ways like it has during COVID, that facade of control comes down fast. We, We can't just work harder at the same things. We can't just try to pour more fuel on something that doesn't even have a spark, right? The quality of our work matters, but it's not enough on its own. We have to shift our work to meet the newest iteration of that greatest need of our customer. Uh, And I mean, this is a hard pill to swallow for organizations like ours who've been around for decades with an established brand, an established partner and customer base. Any organization with that kind of strong foundation can easily forget it was initially successful from the beginning because it committed to creating a quality product after it understood the greatest needs of the people they serve, not before, right? So the growth of our ministry and the increase of any organization 
uh, and their revenue has far more to do with an ability to meet someone's greatest needs. That's what it comes down to. And in this last year, the greatest needs of our world have shifted and those shifts have made a lot of our really good work become irrelevant. For some industries, the greatest need of their customer still exists, but the process through which they meet the need has to change in this new environment. For, for others, COVID helped reveal that the need maybe never really existed in the first place, right? Maybe it's something that nobody ever really needed. And now that they have to prioritize their energy towards their needs, it's easy to say no to. So our ministry, YouthWorks, has experienced that first scenario where the greatest needs still exist, but how we were going about meeting those needs just became irrelevant. And unfortunately, a significant amount of our resources over the last 26 years uh, of existence have, have been focused on the structures that help us know exactly how we meet those needs and how we can really do it in a way that is kind of above and beyond what was typically expected. And we're really good at that. So when our how became irrelevant, it felt like our entire foundation was crumbling. When how we met the needs of our customers no longer mattered, it felt like nothing mattered and nothing was making, an, uh, making a difference. And so even with our commitment to quality work, thinking critically and checking all of those boxes just wasn't enough. So at that point, we had to dismantle that facade of control. And we had two choices in that moment. One, do we close down and abandon it altogether? Or two, do we dig in and choose to evolve with the greatest needs of those that we serve? You know, one choice isn't easier than the other, and there isn't a universally right or wrong choice between them. Some organizations landed on either side of those options. So, um, and it's not that they were doing the wrong thing if they landed on one or the other. It just was the right thing for them. For us, the right choice was to dig in and choose to evolve as much as we can. And the only way we've been able to make it this far is because of the grace of God visible in the incredibly talented people who make up our organization, the strength of our church partners, our customers, our community partners, summer staff, and the incredible generosity of those who believe in the mission of what we do uh, and what God is doing through it. So it's clear that even in our evolution, we ultimately will never have control of the outcomes. And that facade, I'm hoping, will never come back. Uh, but we're okay with that. We're okay with not having control because for us, We've chosen to let that be a reminder of our faith in a God who's always at work in the most unlikely places. We're digging in deeper than ever with open hands and prayerfully trusting the God-given gifts and talents of our team. And we're staying committed to good work, to thinking critically, checking all the boxes and letting that next iteration of the greatest needs drive it all. So if what you're doing in this moment isn't creating the movement or the growth that you're wanting, that you are projecting. Maybe it's because you've fallen for this facade of control. This idea that if you can just work harder at it, if you can just check all the boxes at it, 
then maybe it'll create the movement, the growth, the revenue, whatever it is. Maybe it'll generate that thing that you're hoping. But maybe that facade of control has you fooled and really you're focusing your energy on something that doesn't actually exist, a need that maybe isn't the greatest need of a customer and maybe you're trying to answer a question that nobody is asking. That's the benefit of recognizing that facade of control. It's a lesson for all of us to keep those things in check and remember that falling for that facade of control is simply just not an option. Well, that's it. Episode one. Thanks so much for joining me in Lessons to Remember. My name is Jacob, and I will see you next time.